Welcome to another edition of the OK Preps Extra podcast. I uh, appreciate you checking us out. I'm Patrick Prince, joined by the Tulsa World's High School Sports Editor, Barry Lewis. Uh, we, see, we sit down every Tuesday, have a little chat, and uh, always, always fun for me to sit down and talk with you, Barry. Uh, what's, what's new? I guess we're, we're filming this on Tuesday uh, afternoon, so in a couple hours you'll be headed to Booker T for a big-time matchup between Booker T and uh, Jinx. Wait, what? what what do you think about that? Well, it's um, it was fun watching those two teams meet 10 days ago in the Jenks Union Invitational Championship game. Booker T won on that occasion. And uh, so it's tough to beat another good team twice in a row, especially in such a short span. So we'll uh, see what happens. But it uh, seems like there's a blockbuster matchup every night this year in 6A in the Tulsa area because just last Friday, it was Jinx in Broken Arrow at Jinx, a matchup of the second and third uh, seeds in this area as of now, and that went into double overtime. And uh, they're just great games every night in 6A. I mean, tonight, um, Broken Arrow is hosting Owasso. I mean, that's a game that I normally would be at. I mean, that's a blockbuster game. That's a game that could determine a regional host. It's uh, a matchup of three and five seeds as of this time. But uh, that would be a great game, and it will be a great game. That would be a game I'd want to see on any night, except it's going up against <laughs> Jenks and Broken Arrow, the top two ranked teams in 6A East. And it seems that is happening so often um, this year, and that just speaks to the depth of the quality of play in 6A in the Tulsa area. It's the best it's ever been at least in the past 10 years or so. Really? Best it's ever been in the last 10 years? Okay. Yeah, best. Yes, it's been the depth of quality in 6A in the Tulsa area this year is better than it's been in at least a decade. So we talk a lot about, you know, Booker T and Jinx, and of course you mentioned Broken Arrow. Is there, is there a sleeper team in our area, maybe somebody we're not paying attention to that we should be? It'd probably be Union because the record's 8-8. Eight and eight. Yeah. And they're coming off a disappointing week for them last week with a couple of losses. But that's a team that's really just a point guard away from um, really taking off. It's No one's going to want to play them in the playoffs. <laughs> uh, and they usually find a way to get to the state tournament under Rudy Garcia over the past quarter century, or at the very least get to the area, the last night of the area tournament. And uh it's a team they can beat anybody on any given night. It's just, uh, and as they mature, they're a young squad. Uh, it's a, they don't start any seniors. And as they mature, they could really peak uh, late in the season. And uh, they're a team to watch. I mean, it's, it's they're going to be tough to play against. Barry, you wrote a little bit about this today, but why don't you for us explain, depending on the weather that we're supposed to get, you know, this may be tonight, maybe your, your, the last game you cover this week. And that's important because of playoff implications. Can you explain that a little bit? Yes, for Class 6A and 5A, the, um, this is the last week where games really matter as far as the postseason. Of course, this is a whole other debate we could have, Patrick, a big discussion point about like the last two weeks of regular season play in 6A and 5A as well as other classifications, don't matter as far as postseason rankings or the postseason pairings. Isn't that crazy? 
Uh, I mean, well, can you imagine? That's the OSSA will tell you it's they need two weeks to prepare for the basketball postseason. But can you imagine weeks nine and ten not counting in high school football? Yeah, no, not not at all. <laughs> I mean, so it's. Yeah. I mean, it's a, again sort of like with the shot clock. I mean, this has been banding back and forth for the last 30 or 40 years. And now it just seems to make less sense than, than ever because some of the excuses that um, the OSSA had previously had to do with communications. Well, communications now are different than they were in 1989. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, would I mean, even if they could move back the deadline for setting pairings a week, that would be a big help. So it just seems really weird that the last two weeks of the regular season don't mean anything as far as the postseason. I mean, they, the only meaning they have is for conference championships. I mean, and that's something, but it's not, um, I mean, for most of those powers, uh, I mean, the state, the winning the gold ball is the thing. <laughs> I mean, the, the conference championship's nice to have, but it's really all about winning the gold ball or getting to the state tournament. So it's very frustrating for a lot of coaches and um, that they're in this situation, and especially in a situation like this where you could have a big game later this week that could be the difference between a team hosting a regional or not, but it's not. there's that potential it's not going to get played because mm -hmm. of snow or because of the weather. And then that deadline... Um, next week's, uh, you got one more vote of the coaches, and that's what'll you know, that'll be published next Monday, and that's what's going to be used to determine the postseason pairings. In five A, Barry Collinsville and Memorial continue to do do what they've been doing this year. Are they the clear cut favorites in five A? Like, would you be surprised if it doesn't come down to them, or is there somebody else we're not talking about? Uh, well, on the east side, they are definitely they look. Clearly, the top two teams, especially Memorial, of course, no surprise. Yeah. I mean, they've been the best team in the past decade, and they've got another outstanding team. Uh, as far as statewide, of course, Del City beat Memorial in the Tournament of Champions, and then you've got Midwest City, Carl Albert, an intriguing team. If is Bishop McGinnis, uh, traditional power, and if the weather holds up. Uh, a very interesting matchup Saturday afternoon at Memorial is the Chargers are scheduled to host McGinnis. So that will be, that would be a nice final game before the pairings are all set. So uh, especially McGinnis is placed over here in the East. So <laughs> that, uh, that could have um, definitely determine who hosts a regional, although probably not. I think probably the top four teams are cemented in in 5A. Collinsville, of course, they're a team that's surprising a lot of people. I think most people thought they'd be good, but 15-2, and two, that's really good. So uh, uh, Collinsville's been very impressive. Yeah. So, again, we're filming this on a Tuesday. Tomorrow is uh, signing day. The, 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 now the later signing day. We had the first one in December, of course. Uh, why don't you kind of brief us on where, where the Tulsa World will be tomorrow? Hopefully. Hopefully. Weather permitting. Weather yeah. permitting. Everything is weather permitting. Because as, um, if school is not – if school is canceled 
if a particular school cancels classes that day, they're not going to have their signing ceremony. So it, weather permitting, um, we plan to have either photographer, writer, or both at, oh, I'm just going to go chronologically throughout the day. It'll be easier that way. Starting at Owasso at 7.15 in the morning, then Union, Jenks, um, then uh, Lincoln Christian with Max Brown signing. Holland Hall is also having a signing day in the morning. Uh, then we're also going to be at Broken Arrow, Bixby, in Booker T. Washington for Gentry Williams signing with OU. So um, it will be a full day, weather permitting. I mean, the, the athletes will sign regardless. There just won't be a signing ceremony tomorrow to accompany those signings if weather cancels schools. Barry, I, I thought Kelly Hines' story earlier this week about how the transfer portal is affecting high school recruiting was, was really interesting. That, that was really, really interesting story about her. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Is that is this a real problem? Oh, yes, it, it very much is. So for uh, a lot of student athletes, not just in the Tulsa area, we did the focus on the Tulsa area because we're the Tulsa world, but uh, you can see this as a problem throughout the nation where there are athletes who in a normal pre-COVID, pre-transfer portal situation would be getting major college looks and they're not getting any. They're not getting any offers. Um, and that is just the domino effect. Our, our players who would be getting strong looks from D2 schools and now they're not getting anything at all. So it's very frustrating uh, for those involved right now. So it's transfer portal, it's the extra eligibility granted because of COVID. And uh, it's, I can see you, it's, yeah, it, I can see why athletes and um, a lot of senior quality football players are frustrated right now. Barry, why don't you give us an update on where we stand with All World? Well, with All World, because of the weather forecast, we are planning ahead. Um, we are, uh, for technical reasons, we are going to need to push back our All World schedule a week. So our All World football uh, page will be published on Friday, February 12th. And the, all, the Tulsa World's All States football page will be published on February 13th, Sunday, February 13th. And then the remaining All World pages will, for the fall sports, will come out February 14th, 15th, and 16th. So we're looking forward to that. Just didn't want, because uh, we'd publicized it previously, we didn't want anyone uh, expecting those to be this weekend and then open their paper and wonder, hey, what happened? So the weather is what happened. So, uh, but uh, we will have them, uh, not this weekend, but the following weekend. Good deal. And of course, we, we are planning on having our high school uh, award show in the summer, uh, we'll announce all those details as, as details become available. But uh, we are going to have a show. We'll announce some winners. Uh, I, I, I really enjoy our show, Barry. I, I really do, all, all biased aside. I mean, it, I, I think we do a great job. It's so fun that we get to recognize these kids and their accomplishments. And, you know, we have great speakers. And, uh, you know, when we had this uh, idea, what, five, six years ago, I wasn't really sure how it'd go. I just didn't think that was really our wheelhouse, but 
um, the people who put it on, and of course you and Mike Brown and the other high school guys um, have done such a great job of picking the athletes. And it's I'm I'm really glad we do it. It's it's always it's always a fun day for me. It really is. It is really fun when that night arrives and uh, thankfully we were able to have it in person this past year after having the virtual virtual awards in 2020 uh, and it seems like it's just getting bigger and better every year and uh, last year we had a great speaker Mike Boynton OSU's basketball coach and in the past we've had some other great speakers including Steve Larchin and Chris Harris Jr. and we're looking forward to having another great speaker this year. Yep. All right, we'll cut it off there. We appreciate you listening to us. We'll be back next Tuesday. You can uh, download us on uh, Apple, Spotify, or uh, Google. So we'll hope you check us out. Barry, appreciate the knowledge. We'll talk next week. All right, thanks, Patrick.